Hello, and welcome to the Help Me Get My Shit Together podcast. This is our bi-weekly podcast where we discuss goals, careers, and life planning. Give us a listen on your favorite podcast app, and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. My name is Kristen Ritchie. I'm Lauren Henniger. And I'm Courtney Llewellyn. Today, we are going to talk about the art of networking. And to get us started, I know, Lauren, you had some thoughts. So, I know you both work remote, but I had the amazing opportunity to attend some networking events uh, this week. I will tell you by yesterday, which was Wednesday, I felt like today should be Friday already because of how much it drained me. And when coming up with the topic of talking about networking, um, I would say for me personally, it's not one of my favorite things to do um, because I feel like for me, networking has a sense of vulnerability to it. It has, there's a lot that I believe lives up to networking, especially in person. Networking, um, not in person, online is super easy and I can hide behind things and I don't have to answer right away and I can do things that are very nice to me. But yesterday I was in a holiday party-esque event and a boss's boss's boss was there and I realized like at first I didn't even know who the person was, which was great. Um, realized who it was. And I was like, all right, I'm director status now. Like, I actually have to go network and introduce myself and put myself out there. And I will tell you, it took me a good 20 minutes just to build up the confidence. And then I had to make sure the person wasn't like doing anything making sure other people weren't going up to that person. And I had to go up and introduce myself. And I honestly hated every single moment of it. Did it go well? Yes, it went perfectly well. But in my current job, and I think that a lot of what I do is has to do with networking. It has to do with going to different folks that are part of the program that I work with and networking and getting to know people so that I can get to a space where they know who I am and create trust. So that's a fun example for today in networking. As I said, I'm more of a fan of networking behind the scenes on platforms such as LinkedIn, Instagram, um, TikTok, even to that matter, to A, learn more about a person, but B, as I said, not be put in a situation, in-person situation where I actually have to go up to a person. Courtney, I know that networking is not your favorite thing, but do you want to dive a little bit into why it's not your favorite thing? Yeah, I mean, I think think it has to do more with my personality than anything as I think about it. Like, I feel like the end goal sometimes like you're talking about a specific scenario, I think in terms of how it helps you like in your current role and, you know, people you need to be connected with to, to be successful in your role. 
And I get that part. It's more of the part where, like, I'm searching for a job and I need to connect in with somebody and ask for something, whether it's information or what have you. And I think I just have trouble in general asking for help, if that makes sense. So I think that might be where personally that comes for me. So I was looking at just some statistics online and it was like, you know, nearly 50% of job seekers, you know, find out about a friend, find out about a job through a friend which I think is more of the route I have gone personally in my professional career versus like 25% going through, you know, trying to go through like personal connections or like looking into like LinkedIn or what have you. That's harder for me definitely to like reach out to somebody that I don't know or somebody that, you know, is a connection through a connection to like ask for information or whatnot. And I don't, I think that's a norm. I think that's a thing people completely do. But for me personally, like I have trouble asking for that, I guess, if that makes sense. As it's more a, of like a personal thing than anything, I think. As a follow-up to that, how would you feel if somebody reached out to you? So say the other side of it, like a flip. Well, now you're you. coaching me. I am coaching <laughs> you, but how do you... How do you feel about that? I have no problem with that, of course. I know it's not, um, what's the word I want to go with here? Like, I'm not being necessarily rational about it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm happy to to talk to people and give them information or give them perspective or insight. Like, not a problem whatsoever. Whatsoever. And I think we, you know, coming from student affairs, like, you know, that if we, if somebody reached out for, to us, you know, that we don't know from another institution, but had, you know, a, an advising background, like, absolutely, I'm going to have no problem, you know, talking to that person. But it's like I said, I think it's more of a personality issue for myself. And like, I don't like asking for help or putting people out. And I know you could coach me to work around that, but that's just where I'm at. <laughs> Some of it's kind of with the approach to, right? So if you, if someone reached out, if you're reaching out or someone's reaching out to you, I think it's important to, for that person to research what they can. Like, you know, if you <clears throat> say you're applying to a job at a, a certain company and you find out someone you know works there, I mean, it's good to ask that person some questions but do your research first. So if you're, you know, you can find out what that company does and how big they are and, and things like that. You know, if, it, it, questions that are really obvious that you should be able to find out pretty easily. Maybe you don't want to ask those questions, but you can take that information and develop more nuanced questions for what they can tell you, you know, I understand your company does X, but can you tell me more about, about that industry or, or whatever it is? And I think that can be helpful as you're preparing. I mean, as I've talked about before, you know, the course that I taught, we did um, informational interviewing and we had students prepare for that by researching before they talk to the person and had them come up with some questions. And that book 
what colors your parachute gives you kind of some questions you can ask. And that can be helpful so that you feel like you're really asking some well-developed questions and not things that are would waste someone's time. The other side of it is, you know, if you if you reach out to someone and you you're you want to ask them some questions, you know, maybe tell them, kind of give them a time frame. So, hey, I want to ask you about X, Y, and Z. Be very specific. And if they want the questions ahead of time, you could do send them those as well. But then say, you know, I won't only want to take 20 or 30 minutes of your time. And then you have to really monitor that and say, you know, we're coming down to the end of this. Is there anything else you want to tell me in the last however many, you know, three minutes or five minutes or whatever it is so that that person knows you're respecting their time. And the last part I would say is if someone tells you no, it's hard not to take that personally, but just take it as they're saying no to your request. Who knows what they have going on? They might be really busy. It might be a bad time. I mean, you're not going to reach out to um, an accountant on April 14th and want to try to <laughs> have an informational interview because you know that's a bad time of year for them, that kind of thing. So, you know, if someone says no to you, reach out to someone else. You, I think that that's sometimes that happens and, and generally it's, it's not anything against you personally. Have you got, have either of you had a successful like, connection with somebody you didn't know through not in a networking space before? I'm curious on what that looked like. I feel like I have, but it's been a long time. I think what can be helpful, a couple different things, just being involved in your community and getting to know people just in general, but then also being involved with your, whatever professional society fits your job or the, what the career that you're wanting to get into. Sometimes they even have student rates. So if you're a student, you might be able to join less expensively, but just getting to know people um, in those industries, that can be really helpful even before you're ready to look for a job or you have questions or anything like that. Absolutely. And I would go off that, um, being in a sorority, I heavily relied on an alumni group when I first moved to where we are, um, to network, not just within the, company I was in, but to network with folks outside of that company, I ended up finding a realtor uh, who's been my realtor now in the two houses that we have purchased. So I guess that's an example of that, Courtney, where I networked myself into a space that helped me to find somebody that could help us, you know, with purchasing and or selling houses. Um, but I think it's also created a community for me, that's not just because when I moved uh, to the location, I moved for a job um, and I was right out of my master's degree. And I knew ab I knew I knew two people in the entire town um, and that was hard. And I am an ambivert. So I put myself both in the introvert and the extrovert world, but I most likely gonna lean more introvert when it comes to putting myself out there 
or especially driving to a new place. Hell, I had my student coordinators walk me to an office yesterday just so I wouldn't get lost. And I was like, y'all are going to ease my anxiety by just doing this. So, I mean, I get anxiety going to new places, trying to find new spaces, reasons why I'm usually really early because I give myself ample amount of time to get there and to do that. But even to walk into a building and introduce myself to a ton of different people and then be vulnerable and let them know who I was and what I did and why I was there. And the one thing I loved about it was knowing that we all had a connection. So we all had that piece of we were all Chi Omega's in undergrad and that we were able to start with that. Um, so I think for me, networking is easier when we all have a common ground that we stand on. Uh, for some people, that might be a religion or church. You know, that's a great place of networking as well. Um, but I think for folks that are, you know, lean more on the introverted th side of things is find networking groups that are, um, you know, something that you can find a similar passion uh, for. Because I will tell you, I have seen women's groups, women's business groups, things in the city. And I'm like, oh, I should do that if I want to go places. And then I will probably come up with 5,000 excuses on why not to do it. But I'm like, oh, it's really cool because I see other people doing it. And I'm like, is that a priority for me right now? And that's probably going to change come the future. Uh, but I think for me, yeah, networking, in order to network and do it in a non-informational interviewing space, Kristen, I love informational interviews because you get to set a time and prepare and all those things. But when you're in that in-person side of things and you don't really know and I'm not a small talk person I'm not going to talk about the weather like I need to figure out things that I have common ground with to be able to talk about things and we've all been to conferences together um and I mean that is the space to network and I would say my best networking at a conference is standing in a buffet line that is the only place I truly meet people because it is, we all have a common ground of getting food and it's very easy to talk food in those moments. But what about you all? <laughs> when you've gone to conferences, do you network? Do you talk to other people? And how do you get to that space? I was going to actually say, um, I think presenting is one of the best ways to network. Right. So if you, and, and it's, I, that is a, there are several steps involved and it's a, a time commitment. So you know, you have to kind of plan ahead and, and do several things. You know, obviously you have to put your proposal together and then hope that you're accepted and and then put your presentation together. But honestly, like I think people, when they see you present, they feel, I think sometimes they feel like they know you or they feel connected to you, even though you may not know them as well. And it can give you a launch, great launch point to, to start some conversations. Like even if you 
you know, say you present on one thing and, and people have questions about it or they took a different approach on something, that's okay. I mean, it just opens a dialogue and allows you all to have a conversation. I've networked at at um, conferences and actually, so this is a little bit of a sidebar, but I flew, I was up in Canada and I, I was Toronto and I flew into Toronto but I was flying out of a different airport and we didn't, and, and it was, and it said when we made the reservations that it was a different airport, but in my mind, it was going to be like Chicago. Like you fly into O'Hare and you fly out of Midway. Like it wasn't going to be a big, I didn't realize it was a big deal. Well, then I started when I was there already at the conference, I started looking into like, how am I supposed to get to the, air, the airport I'm departing from? Well, there wasn't a way like, there wasn't public transport. I didn't have a car. So there wasn't public transportation. There wasn't anything. <laughs> so here I am at this conference and I'm like, I don't know how many we get to the airport to get home. So I'm um, asking. So, you know, there was always, Lauren was talking about food. We were sitting there eating breakfast. And I started asking people who were local, like, I'm like, how, how can I get to this airport? Am I going to have to Uber it? Am I going to, and somebody there was like, oh, I'm driving right by there. I'll take you. Like literally she was like, I'll just drop you off. It's she's this airport is like, um, if you remember the TV show wings, she's like, it's like this little teeny tiny airport. And it really was, it was like <laughs> only a few, you know, planes that were going in and out of it, but it was, there it was. And and she wouldn't, I offered her gas money. I offered to buy her lunch. I offered to do all this stuff for her because I was like, I, you know, even though I hear she's saying she's going right by it, but she's doing me a huge favor. Um, she, she was like, no, they'll pay for my gas. I don't have to worry about it. And I was like, okay. But, um, you know, to me, that's kind of the power of networking is that someone who is a complete stranger, fortunately, she wasn't like, you know, I don't know. Dangerous, or yeah, <laughs> a serial <laughs> killer. <laughs> <laughs> Just that. complete <laughs> nice person. Of course, she was from Canada, so she was really nice. But complete nice person, you know, dropped me off. Didn't know me from anybody, and so she was I lucky got, you weren't a serial killer. That is exactly. exactly. <laughs> we all know now. Know what podcast Courtney our list is listening to this week? Yes, of um, course. Yeah. No, that's a great point. And, you know, like we're talking about professional associations, like, even if, if, you know, being in that space and reaching out to new people is difficult, you can also look, I think this was a better way for me to do networking was to join things within that association. So like, join committees or, you know, you know, planning committees or mentoring, mentorship um groups and those sorts of things because it allows you to to kind of work but then get yes. to know people you know through that work so that might be for those introverted folks an easier way to kind of dive in too i was going to say the same thing like the more you can even if you're quote unquote busy so if there's an event if you can work at that event or do something you're still networking you're still meeting people and you know, then you don't have to, you don't have that pressure of, oh, I have to create this conversation or something like that. It gives you something to do. And so that makes it easier to, yeah. Absolutely. And more in your control. 
I think, which mm -hmm. is always a good thing. So I think from this conversation, it's 100% to go to a networking event if you can get yourself to go. And I think one of my favorite things is even just to watch people and, you know, see who's talking to who. And I think that's even says a lot from the networking space. I think curiosity, um, which is one of my favorite things, um, is something that you can use in a networking event, you know, and going to a presentation, if you're not, you know, if you're not a person where you're in a huge room and it's like, talk to each other, um, and you're not going to do that. But if you go to a presentation and you hear something really interesting from the presenter, like going up and asking questions, or when they give you their email, use that to your advantage, ask those questions afterwards, because you don't know where those questions are going to go. And that's extremely important. And as I noted, not even professional conferences, but local yep. networking groups around you, there are so many different ones. And most business types have different organizations that are attached to them, or there are women or men's groups or uh, different groups based on your interests special interests that really can help you to network, not just to gain an extra step in your career, but to introduce you to folks you might not have been introduced where potentially, who knows, down the line, they could be a stepping stone to something you want or need. Um, but I was going to mention before we close, I was reading an article from the Harvard Business Review about this, and I love it because it mentions, um, it says, if networking makes you feel dirty, you're not alone. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's something to mention on here because yeah. it can feel like you're just using somebody. It can feel that way. And I will say, because Courtney will ask for an example, um, when I was in a job search, I requested to do coffee with a bunch of different people just to learn more about their positions. But I'm thinking in the back of my head, am I ever going to talk to this person again? Am I truly just using them for this potential position? And if I get the position, great. I'm glad I know somebody. But it did leave a nasty taste in the back of my mouth. So have you all had any networking experiences that quote unquote made you feel dirty? I don't know that I would say that. I mean, I think on the face of, if you're really just quote unquote using that person to get somewhere, then yes, it would. And maybe I've done that. I, I don't recall, but if you kind of keep in touch with that person or you just never know where that's going to lead, like if you, you're, you're using it as a way to develop a relationship, maybe that, you know, relationship takes off. Maybe it doesn't, that's okay. You know, and, and you might run into that person down the road or, you know, if they tell you, Hey, just let me know what happens. I really would let them know what happens because they're probably interested. Most of the, I would say the vast majority of people, a really enjoy talking about themselves and B, really do want to help people get get where they want to go. Um, so, you know, just kind of keeping tabs. I think that's good. 
I hope our discussion today has given you some food for thought. I think that networking can be a nebulous term and we hope we've given you some ways to think about it and to ease yourself into it, especially if you're kind of on the introverted side. Um, and remember that we as coaches are here to help if you want to talk through any parts of this. So feel free to reach out for that as well.